This week, we're visiting an old favourite, an interview with garden designer Richard Myers from last year's Chelsea Flower Show. He ended up winning the People's Choice Award for his love garden. I know what I wanted to feel like, and I know I wanted to walk around, perambulate around the garden. I wanted people to feel relaxed. I wanted to feel, uh, this is a garden about love. I wanted them to feel romantic. I wanted them to feel, yeah, relaxed again. Welcome to House Guest with me, Carol Annett, Interiors Editor at Country and Townhouse magazine. Here I chat to those clever creatives behind the houses, hotels and brands you see in glossy magazines like ours. Guests include interior designers and architects, as well as celebrities dipping their toe into the world of decorating. Welcome back to our how-to series and today we are going to be talking about how to design a garden for RHS Chelsea Flower Show and I'm delighted to be joined by garden designer Richard Myers from his studio in London and Richard many many congratulations because we've got Chelsea coming up and you are designing your first ever show garden. I am thank you very much for inviting me on this podcast and um, yes very exciting times. So how does it come about? Do you have to apply or do people sort of tap you on the shoulder or ring you up or send you a telegram or how does it work? Uh, There are several stages to go through. Uh, uh, The first one is to, you have a wish to do it. It's a bit like Everest. It's there. As a garden designer, you want to climb it. And, you know, I've been doing this 26 years. I've been involved in gardens, but I haven't done one for myself. But it's always there in the back back of your mind. It's, It's something different. It's different to your everyday normal designing a garden for a client with the timeframes of the builders building work happening at the same time. And it, this is incredibly intense. It's like I'm liking it to doing an MBA where I'm just upping my game all the time, having to find resources to, to do it and to, to move forward. And it comes about, you've got to get the sponsorship. So I'm lucky, you know, I've teamed up with Perennial. And they are the, the gardening the gardening charity. They help anyone who works within horticulture. And so I wanted to create a garden that was a garden because they, they, they represent everyone in horticulture. You then do a design based around what they're looking for, what they're trying to get out of it, what you want to get out of it. So I wanted to reflect Richard Myers's uh, ethos in garden design, timelessly elegant, classical contemporary and they wanted to perennial wanted to get their name out there to more gardeners more horticulturalists nurserymen landscapers to know that they are there they are there as a safety net to catch them in times of trouble so so you have to actually design the garden and send it off and it's chosen so they're not they're not just choosing you and then saying come up with a concept they have to no. see what you're doing first and then they the rhs have to see what you're doing first there's a, a very rigorous application system uh, which i think was probably a couple of weeks work where you you design the garden and then that's just the beginning you then have to tell them what it what it's about what it's meaning who your sponsor is what you're trying to um what the garden is saying are there themes to it these are but the design itself, yes, you have to really have thought it through and they will then pick it apart and say, are you sure you want that bed that wide? Are you sure the, the path, aren't they past too dominant? Or, you know, have you got enough trees? Have you got too many trees? So it's very, the, the RHS really ha, uh, 
they do not want anyone to go there unless they are really at the top of the game and that they don't want anyone to go, well, that garden's not very good. You know, they, they really have to, they set the bar very high, right from the off. And what once you get the nod, how long do you have? Is it a year or is it less than that? It's slight. I mean, I, I, everything's blurring into one at the moment. Um, <laughs> I think we applied last June or July. Then you hear in August that you've got it, and then it's then full steam ahead yeah. because you can't secure plants unless you know you, you you've got in, you've got the place. It's it's. I mean, it was such an exciting moment to hear you're in, and then the apprehension. Well, oh, oh, then it's the adrenaline rush i've got to do this oh my god we're actually doing this now so that's is phenomenal and so then you start going to the nurseries reaching out for because mine's mine's a lot about the trees it's about i've got topiary i've got trained um hawthorn trees flat top trained hawthorn trees which are going to look spectacular they've never been done at chelsea before we've got some fantastic multi-stemmed um parotia persicus persian ironwoods we've got um well, a choice between two different trees. And then, yes, you've got to get to the nurseries. Who will help you grow all these plants? Who are you going to get it to build it? I have a, a fantastic team, Stuart Landscape, Mark Richardson. He's brilliant. He won Best Contractor last year. And I'd already approached him. So we were, yeah, I'd been planning this for quite a long time. So the nod in August was just, you know, I'd already done six months work on that already. So I was ready. Because of course you that that's the thing, isn't it? You know who you want, but you don't know whether they've already been asked by somebody else or um yeah. and also that that whole thing about having the trees at the right maturity and flowers that are going to be in a perfect state. It's a bit like being a, a supermodel before a couture show or something. You know, you've got to not that I know much about that, obviously, but you know, you kind of you're pre-diet or putting your face mask on. You've got to have everything it's like a wedding isn't it it's like you've got to have everything perfect on that day uh, the analogy with the wedding is actually very interesting because the putting the guest list together for um, an event it, it was like putting the guest list together for a wedding i didn't who do you you only have a very very limited number of people you can invite to these things and who you know so that's but yeah there is a huge amount of planning and things you never realize you know i've got um my assistant vicky she's being amazing but she's organizing umbrellas because actually it might rain we've got branded umbrellas I and mean, that's just fantastic attention to detail it's not going to help us win a gold but it will help us if it rains uh, and and feel good and get the message across but it, it just the rhs really are it's a very slick machine and, and there are lots of things you have to do by a certain time fill in this fill in that and and get back to them as quickly as possible um whilst creating a garden on the side. So tell me about the design process. Do you sit down with a piece of tracing paper? Do you sit down with a computer? What, what are the first steps? For me, I, I long ago started using um, a computer to design with. And I have a very visual mind uh, in spatial awareness and how, how things fit together in 3D. Some people say to me, can you just do a quick 2D design? And I used to try, and I've actually forgotten how to do it in 2D. I don't know how to do it. I have to do it in 3D and move around the garden and see where things are. So I will start with a blank piece of paper. 
and I will draw it roughly the rough the right proportions, the right size. This is 22 meters by 10 meters. I know what I want it to feel like. And I know I wanted to kind of walk around, perambulate around the garden. I wanted people to feel relaxed. I wanted to feel uh, this is a garden about love. I wanted them to feel romantic. I wanted them to feel, yeah, relaxed again and enjoy horticulture, to enjoy the garden. So I'm also slightly obsessed by symmetry, but I can go away from it if I need to. But I, I like things to line up. Some people, you know, they furiously keep away from doing anything. They want it to look natural all the time. Sometimes I like things to look like I intended them to be, to have a straight line. There's nothing wrong with a bit of straight line and a bit of geometry. And am I right in thinking you have a um, down the middle of the garden like a zip? You've got a, a thin water feature. I have a rill down the centre of the garden, yes. I hadn't think, thought of it like a zip, but um, yes, it, 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 there is a rill which takes you almost the whole length of it. It starts off in a, in a semicircular pond. I don't know that word real. What's that? R-I-L-L? Yeah, R-I-L-L. It's, it's a body of water. It's like an irrigation channel. It's like a, um, it's, a it's just a thin reflection. It brings a bit of the, of, of the element water into the garden. You're, you know, there's be little fountains which won't, probably won't even break the surface. It just have a little ripples, which, which that little bit of movement is wonderful. So when you're walking around, it catches your eye. You'll get reflections of the of the trees, of the sculptures. You'll get a little bit, still glimpses, not big reflections, but uh, and it's the little bit of movement that's so wonderful, and the sound. So it's moving. So the water. Are you having it? Uh, is it running? Is it running water? Or it's it runs. The 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 pond at the top is is I think forty five centimeters taller. I think think I know I know exactly how it's much taller it is. It's forty five centimeters taller than than it falls down a couple of series of steps, creating a little yeah you know, again more a little bit of movement. And when you're talking about height in the garden and different levels of 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 flowers, are there any sort of hard and fast rules other than to have variation? Or where where does your mind go when it comes to to that aspect? I wanted to feel enveloped and enclosed and, and, and sheltered and looked after. The perennial look after people. And I wanted the garden to make you feel enclosed and, and to feel sheltered and to feel looked after. And humans like to find places to sit where, I mean, it's, it's that we, we like defensible spaces. So we like to sit, you know, in, in somewhere where we can see who's going to come at us or, and, and just relax. I like that analogy of the fact that you're, because you've talked about love and security. So you're creating a space that makes you feel, feel secure and comfortable. Mm -hmm. So what do you, what trees? So I start with the trees. I start, you know, I I start with the design of where the hard landscape is going to be and where the beds are going to be. I don't know what's going to be in the beds yet. Well, I, I, I do now, but I didn't when I started that piece of paper. And then I, I like a bit of rhythm. So I've got, uh, eight of these hawthorn trees, the flat top hawthorn trees, and they kind of they provide a rhythm through the garden. It's a bit like a bit of, bit of piece of music where it goes up, you know, the ups and downs. And so they're up above me here. There are some tree, two trees in the corner, opposite corners, which are even taller. They go up to about five or six meters tall. I think with a limit of six meters that the RHS set, you can't have anything bigger, and they can't actually get lorries big enough to get them in. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
that gives you, you know, you know, majesty up there, real uh, presence. And then down lower, the twisted bark of the parotias, which is just, it, I just find it absolutely fascinating to look at. at the moment. It's got lichens, it's got moss on. It just really, and, and they're very contorted. They're very, just lots of interest in that bark. They're the most amazing tree. And, and, say, uh, say the name of that tree again. Parotia persica. Does it have a normal name? Persian, Persian, a normal name, yes. Persian ironwood. Persian ironwood, okay. Persian ironwood. Have a wonderful autumn colour as well. And do they uh, grow okay in this country? Are they. Oh, they love it here. Love it here. Yeah. Yeah, they're really, they're very, very good, good tree. No significant flower. So they're not like the magnolia that's out at the moment or cherry tree. The flower is tiny and red and the berries aren't really very significant, but it's a just really, really, yeah, beautiful. Um, so then you've got, then you have, think about the herbaceous that comes in during, during the, the spring and the summer. And that, so we've got tall things like foxgloves and um, the baskins. So we're, it ranges in height. You know, I've got fennel, which I'm going to crop as keep for the foliage and not have the flowers, but it can get quite tall. But you've also got little things down below. You've got little ferns and we've got little saxifrage. And we've, it's just a whole list of, I think we've got 56 different plants. But of course, you've got roses as well, which should hopefully be a metre 50 high. So you can at a nice level to bend down and sniff not bend down too much. And what, what about colour? Did you have a colour theme? I love green. <laughs> I, I do remind clients that they say, I want a bit of colour. And I go, green's a colour. And it's the most relaxing colour. They've, they've done studies of, 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 of people going into rooms of certain colours and they measure the heart rate and they measure other kind of system, feelings of anxiety or, or how that, or being relaxed. And you walk into a red room and it makes your, your heart rate go up and it makes you ready to, you know, be much more alert. You go into a green room like a, a forest and it relaxes you. Being in nature, it makes you feel much more relaxed. So that's my starting point. Predominantly green foliage. And then I, I really, the simplicity of soft white and then accents of plum is what I've gone for. So I wanted to keep it relaxed. I wanted to keep it simple. Sometimes you can have too much going on. So hopefully it will be uh, an exercise in subtlety, in restraint. You know, hold me back a bit to keep it looking beautiful, really beautiful. And what about, you mentioned sculpture earlier. Do you always tend to use sculpture when you're designing for clients? I, I, I think there's always good to have a vista to somewhere to go to to take you out into the garden and, and to make you want to, to go out there with your cup of coffee in the morning. If you can see something, you can't quite see what it is. You go, oh, I want to go and see that sculpture, uh, that piece of art. And it, it's a way, I, I, love, I love art and I love celebrating artists. I love that it's a great place of showing, showing it off, what mankind can do, what man can achieve. So I do love putting sculpture in. I quite often let the client choose their own because otherwise, you know, it's all, I know what I love and I can direct them towards what I like. So we've got Tom Stockton doing, um, he's got a, a garden, he's got a, a sculpture in there called Connected, which is two half circles um, coming together. And that's reflected in the shape of the pond. So it's a half, the pond is a half circle, semicircle. I've got a, uh, Jack Egan, who's done a piece called The Dancers, which is two people twirling around each other. And then I'm slightly blurring the lines between designer and artist with my own 
neon sculpture at the end, which it has a saying by Alfred Lord Tennyson. And um, it's one of his quotes. Well, I hope it's one of his quotes. Actually, you look at the internet and it might not be, but it sounds very romantic. And I've always wanted to put a neon sign in, in a garden. And why for you? I mean, are gardens all for you always about love and romance? Is that is that kind of, or, or is it just, is it that that was the theme for this particular garden? Um, that was a theme for this particular garden. I mean, I, I do believe that they are, you know, gardens, you know, people work on them with love. They, they create them with love. Um, but there are practicalities. You know, it is also where you need to dine for eight people. You need to, you know, let your children run around. You need to, there are practical considerations. You grow flowers to cut for the house or vegetables to, to, to put in the pot. So there are many different considerations and many different purposes that a garden has, as well as just looking lovely. There's nothing wrong with the garden just being a thing of beauty. So this garden is particularly is a romantic with love garden. But and I think but I think they are, you know, they were I think gardens are always done with love. Well, it sounds absolutely wonderful and um it's really, really kind of touched my heart. I think it's going to be beautiful and I can't wait to see it. What are the websites that we need to go on to? So there's the RHS Chelsea website. And your website, which is what? RichardMyers.com. RichardMyers.com. Yeah. And your Instagram, at Richard Myers. Yeah. Um, Richard, thank yeah. you very, very much indeed. Thank you very much, Carol. Wonderful being here. Thank you for joining me. If you'd like to have more Interiors Inspiration, take a look at countryandtownhouse.co.uk, where you can also sign up to our monthly online Interiors newsletter. And if you're flying anywhere soon, you can also listen on British Airways in-flight entertainment.